Hello and welcome to our next podcast, Whiskey with Great Drums. Today we've got Scott from the Glencairn Crystal Company and he's going to talk to us today about the 40th uh, anniversary of the business, how the business was started, how it's such a wonderful family business and where they're looking to go in the future with it. So it's really great chat. I really enjoyed hearing from Scott, so I hope you enjoy it too. Is there an obligation to join the company or uh, is it a, a joy to be a part of something that you know the family has been building for so long? <laughs> it's the best question ever because I mean you're literally you, you're, you're dragged in, you, you're brought up. How is that described this? See my dad, I did one story where my dad says every job application I was, I was sending out and he was getting any responses back my dad said he was firing them in the bin. So, so that I wouldn't take a job. After <laughs> that was one. That was his story. But, uh, but you know, after forty years, um, there's some some perception that's a, it's a, it, it, it's been a journey that's just been like that. Has it? Has it? Heck, it's been. A, it's been <laughs> the, the, the journey's been like that. It's ups and downs all over the place, and the the. The, the learnings you had to do and if you also combine the fact that we're not a whiskey company we're a, a a support business to the whiskey industry we've brought ourselves really close to the whiskey industry and that's the wonderful bit about it but as a support to the bit to the whiskey industry you're not growing like a whiskey brand it's not like we've got you know, yes, we're now got forty-year-old whiskey line by the gazillion around us. Yes, we've got forty thousand glasses lying around us, but they don't have the same sort of increasing value as whiskey. <laughs> you know, it's a, um, and so you, you're you're growing up around it. So it's been really good. I, that was how I grew up in the industry, um, but I was going back to the, the the very beginning. I was I was saying something. I was devastated. When my dad got into the crystal industry, because when I was 10, 9 or 10, my dad worked for Matchbox Toys. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. And his best mate was a Palatoy rep. So Star Wars and Action Man and Matchbox, what could, I, what, what could a boy want in his life? And, you know, and, and that's how I grew up. Uh, so when he said, I'm going to go and steal, Crystals. It's a waste of time. <laughs> like, what's that going to do for me? <laughs> yeah. So you end up doing all of these things, and then you've got this whole summer job dragging as a as child labour, <laughs> and then you're you're getting involved in doing these things over the years because I was there when I was. 18, 17, and 18, uh, working, you know, you think you get a summer job and then, no, no, actually it's a six day a week, seven day a week summer job <laughs> to help tool, tools on for massive, uh, massive panic order and all the rest of it. Yeah. So you've, you've, you grow up in that environment. And then for me personally, I was going through university and while I'm doing that, uh, my dad's starting off relationships with lots of people in the whisk industry mm. um uh, i had the job 
on Saturdays um, or every other Saturday I'll drive my dad to the football nice. with some of these some of the industry people the master blenders and all the rest of it and that was so you end up chatting to them and you've got right. this whole world of you know, people that were publicans and in Glasgow and all the rest of it and all of that stuff you're growing up around and uh, the memory I always uh, one of the memories that still sticks with me is um, Billy Walker mm. and yeah so basically he talked and he said and he asked me what 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 I drank when it was out what was my 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 staple and I said Jack and Coke and he just said you will always be a brown spirits person people pick it at that age when you're uni and all the rest of it and say whatever you're drinking that's that'll be you'll be that'll be your category of spirits and you'll just upgrade over the years and you'll migrate to whiskey as your palate changes that's so true really so it's uh, it's you know, the memories that I've got well, mm. doing it all, so you're dragged into, you're drawn into it, mm. and yeah. your dad then sort of throws little carrots and says, "Go on, you can come and you can help. You can have chats with this guy and chats with that." And I'm sure he was telling all of these guys to say, "Tell Scott to stay in the business. <laughs> you know, we need to keep this 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 going." I'm fortunate because me and Paul. Andrew, for the time he was in the business, you know, we, we, we are the next generation. So we look at what my dad did on his own and saw how we could contribute, what, you know, by being part of the business, we can give more support, more ideas, more creativity, more support, more running about that you could do. And, and we were there to help build, build on what my dad had started, the idea he had started, and also correct all the things that he wasn't good at. You know, people management, planning, production planning, and all these sort of things that your dad's like, no, your dad's good at great ideas and getting projects off the ground. And then knowing that people were there to go and actually make sure it all happens. Yeah, uh, it's change, don't you? As you grow, you don't realise that you need all of those other arms of the business that, you know, oh, you're doing it. Mm. you just, just get on with it. But then when you realise, actually, these orders are coming and you need to, plan for those it makes it a lot more difficult doesn't it you know well the thing is you know you know as i say in the highs and lows of it all oh. you know you 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 learn about who's in charge and sometimes you think you're in charge dad thinks he's in charge and they say no there's some banker or some mm. accountant telling you what to do with your day uh, and you know and we've learned all of these lessons over the years and i'm sure lots of companies have been through that for you you wonder who's the master of this yeah. idea that you've created. It changes, doesn't it, depending on what's gone on. Obviously, for the last year, the government's been our master in a lot of things, what we can and can't do and yeah. where we can sell things and where we can't and everything. So it does just yeah. change, doesn't it? And, and, and they're, the, they're, the, they're the learning experiences. You can't, you can't, you can't get it in a, out of a book. No. Um, no. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I've got a T-shirt for it for all the highs and lows I've been through over the last, I mean, 40 years, you know, it's, I don't like saying it, but, I, but because you can remember at the very beginning where your dad said, wouldn't this be nice? Instead of playing with those toys, you've got, here's a whole pile of glasses and me and Paul, you know, let's wrap them in tissue. Really nice. Fold and wrap. Oh no, you can't just bundle it. You've got to roll it. And, you know, and tell, trying to tell you that that's fun. 
you're falling for it. <laughs> so that's that was a journey, but it has been a journey, and it does suck you in. It's an industry that sucks you. Tell us about one of those highs that you talk about. People always say, oh, what are the lows that you've overcome? But let's celebrate one of the highs of uh, the Glencairn. Oh, gosh. I mean, it depends how far you go back. Uh, I, my dad remembers when we got an order for Cunard um, as a corporate order, but we tied it in with uh, Auchentoshan at the time. That's back in the 88. Yeah. And it was... I remember it because big deal for the family of this thing to do so many decanters, 5,000 decanters and 30,000 glasses. It was just wow. bonkers. And how we could execute it was the biggest challenge, but the euphoria about doing it was fantastic. Um, to be picked as um, a, a key company to help an organization like that uh, for their first visit to Japan ever or something, I think it was. Um, following the Queen's visit to Japan, first time the Queen visited Japan. So I remember that they were euphoric and then we get a, a great order for a whiskey company for something really quite important. Those sort of stepping stones are the things that you get excited about. Yeah. Um, and, I'll, and you, you can't help but enjoy that little buzz. Yeah, That's yeah. why you do it. And you yeah. do well out of it and the company, the company does well out of it. And it's because for us working with whiskey companies, as a, before the Glencairn glass, it was really about we were uh, trying to be a traditional crystal company. However, we're building ourselves because where we started, we were an air tree. Mm -hmm. And in air tree, you had three bonds or three in, three whiskey companies, four whiskey companies actually, just in that area, which was Burn Stewart, Inverhouse, Chivas had store had uh, warehousing there as well, and uh, uh, what was the fourth one? It's now where Angus and Diaz. It was Glendevron. Yes. So yeah. they were all in this. So they were on your doorstep. My dad was dealing to, through them. Um, when I was growing up, everybody, every kid in Airtree, you know, he collected marbles and everybody had a Pinwinnie bag. And Pinwinnie whiskey came in a lovely velvet bag and every kid in Airtree had a Pinwinnie bag for holding their marbles and for playing marbles. <laughs> so it, was, it was just one of those things that was, yeah. you're the memories that go back. Yeah. And, so you might have to start that with our with yeah. the bags that we get, we never know what to do with them, but they'll be good Lego holders. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was Lego now. Yeah. yeah. There's marbles in those. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. You know, steelies and cat's eyes and all the rest of it. My dad started it when he was doing, when he was at Edinburgh Crystal, when he started off um, doing decanters, and that's how my dad got into it from doing bespoke decanters hmm. to to make to actually building a business around that idea but doing traditional crystal but making it commercially attractive for the whiskey industry to adopt and we did that but that's been the backbone of our thinking all the way through and to get a whiskey company's support and endorsement for us doing the job well 
was success. And, if, and today, even all the expensive stuff, the, 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 the key driver is to say, well, if we can support our customers doing really well by using a Glencairn product mm. and commercially make it really attractive and make all the, make all, the, all those things you take for granted, the, the metrics in it working well for them, then we're doing our job well. And that gives us the biggest boost because we've been doing it, we've been in the industry for so long. We know we'll get enough business to support us, but making sure we do it well and having that sort of consistency about our service and quality and attention to detail because our reputation sits with these guys and doing it well gives us a great feeling of uh, success mm. more than anything. How would you say the, uh, the the humble decanter has actually evolved over the years from yeah. those early kind of uh, experiences your dad had um, to setting up his own business and how it's moved on and changed in those years? Well, for, for the, see when we did the decanter, I could go and get one. Um, we were talking about evolutions and sort of revolutions. And these are old reference samples. So I remember my dad used to have one of one exactly like that actually. Traditional square decanter, Greg, Casey, right? Yeah. And if you notice something about it, and this, is, this isn't the best example, when you used to get a traditional decanter, it was all fully cut. Mm. So there was nothing. So when whiskey companies used to ask for something, in fact, this is another one, they'd all come fully cut. But there'd be a little bit in the top, and literally, when you went to Edinburgh Crest and asked, and you'd say, right, could you just engrave a wee message along the top here, Glenfiddich or something like that? And you're like, really? Which is why a lot of them, when they got the square decanters, were in back in the 70s and 80s and all the rest of it, they'd have a neck tag saying Glenfiddich on it because you put a little chain around it saying what it is. And it was done as a flag flying exercise. It wasn't done as a commercial venture to make any more money. That wasn't important um, whenever they did crystal decanters. And so they'd be trying to fit... Uh, little bits of text and spaces and on top and things that didn't really suit mm. what the product was for. Um, so my dad said, do you know what? I'm going to make all of our decanters and I'm going to get them all hand cut, but with one face blank. Mm, nice, yeah. I'm going to sit with them in stock with one face blank of no retail commercial value at all because who would buy a decanter that was cut in three sides with a face blank? Nobody would do it. It was only when we applied the branding on it on the third, on the fourth face would it actually look, would it actually be complete? Yeah. Mm. Um, so everybody thought my dad was sort of mad to make stock with blank panels. And my dad also in the eighties, uh, beginning of when he started Glen Cairn, made this sweet and it's called Bothwell. Um, and it's got these circular panels. Yeah. Circular panels so we could engrave them. And we did yeah. the tumblers and glasses to match with circular panels on them. Mm. Um, the whole point being that we'd put the logo in that space. Uh, and from there on, you've got this multiple thing coming on where we could actually do apply branding. So you'd get a nice fancy, you know, if it was White Mackay, they'd have the full area. Could that, that whole panel was blank. Mm. So it could take the branding. So equally, when we did, there's a one there. I don't know if you can see that. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down more 50. 
Yeah. That's an old sample with it, and that's an old sample reference um, that I found. And once again, we got my dad got them made with sections left blank yeah. on them. So we're actually making crystal that is incomplete until the branding's applied. Very clever. Back in the 80s, that was revolution. Nobody did it. No whiskey company. Um, and it, those sort of things persisted over the years. Um, and we couldn't believe that that's how people, uh, for, uh, these were the revolutionary things early on, you make a decanter, it's not fully cut, you can't ever sell it to anybody else. And they said, no, but our customers want to put the logos on it, they want to put awards yeah. or presentations and put the details on it and have lots of space to do it. And we created that process where we could do things like that and say, oh gosh, you can put the whole logo on it. And these. The, doing these sort of things were the were the 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 the, the big changes um, that crystal company uh, crystal companies hadn't thought about actually making the product specifically for that marketplace mm -hmm. for corporate gifting for presentations and for whiskey was my dad's key step. So we were starting off in doing that, and all the innovations we've done ever since have been based on trying to make it the product more attractive for branding, mm. for commercialization in our sectors, drink sector, you know, so you could put a nice, you could recreate the whiskey label on it um, because it wasn't normal to do so or to have product available that was uh, produced in that way. What do you think the actual future is of it then? If the, all these kind of awesome innovations happened like through the 80s and onwards over the last kind of uh, 30, 40 years. Oh yeah, well I suppose it's going back to this whole thing that everybody saw that and that was that was a whiskey decanter. Mm. And that's why everybody saw it and that's that was it. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't any open to interpretation in any way. It was a square decanter and uh, today everything's changed and, and, and we've obviously watched it. I've been watching it my whole life. Um, the evolution has gone from square decanter because that's how people see it. And that's still true to a certain degree, mm. but because it harks back to whiskey and identity in whiskey. However, you've also got this other tier where you've got lots of brand, uh, sort of brand building activities going on and the shapes of the decanters have to reflect the brand now. Mm. So you've got lots of like, these lovely individual shapes coming out now and we've been asked to do some sort of crazy shapes to represent the projects that they're working on or some, protect, some particular theme, or in many cases, it's, you know, it's, it's a top expression. Um, you know, we did Glenfarclas 60-year-old, mm. which is lovely, mm -hmm. which was an evolution from the 50-year-old. However, as you saw, as you see in all of their products, it's all based on their standard shape bottle everything, even the crystal ones, and we've got, got the mid-tier crystal one, and then we've got the high-end cut ones, and but they will not deviate from their core, their shape of their product, because that's what people know Glenfarclas Glenn for. And why would you? Because it is a lovely shape, and a recognisable shape, yeah. um, and it's just what you can do to sort of build on that and add value to it. And then you've got others who say, no, we're going to go for something really ornate, for our releases and so you see a variety of things happening and that's that's because of the explosion at that high-end marketplace yeah. 
you know, um, and as long as there's old whiskey to be bottled, I think we'll always try to do something that's evolutionary in the state. And I think it's all evolutionary. A lot of people think this stuff is, you know, it didn't happen before that product. But I've literally, it's been a, it's, it's been a very slow build. Mm. I mean, it's been a very long investment for Glencairn to see it go from where we were to where we are today. And also, I mean, did I read a press release recently sold, is it your 25 millionth Glencairn glass as well? Yeah, I know, it's nuts, isn't it? It's quite humbling, you know, I mean, to see, once again, we're a small farm of business, there's, okay, there's 60 or 70 of us now, but, you know, in those earlier days and you're starting up, you don't know what, you don't know how things are going to pan out, you don't know what's what's going to be successful or not you just have nice ideas and you you hope that the things you're doing are going to be mm. helpful to an industry and we still think that's how i still think today and i think that's how we all think it's family that the things that you're creating are helpful to build the industry and doing the right thing mm. and it's great to have some sort of kickback that said you know actually you did a really good thing and my dad created a really good idea Mm. Um, it's actually been a, a benefit to the industry. That's you couldn't have hoped. I've got, I've got a daughter haircut here. <laughs> Teenage daughter gave me my my shearing <laughs> last month. <laughs> okay, it's a wee bit out of the way, but it's uh, it wasn't bad. Don't worry, I did Greg's this week. Yeah, this is yeah. my handiwork with a, with actual <laughs> animal shears. Yeah, my, I asked my dad to borrow Seriously. his clippers, and he turned up with them. And they were um, for the dog. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've got a great. Pic- I'm going to show you. I've got a good picture of it. My my dear daughter um, did my hair, and it was a, my hair was a mess. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> oh, That's taking the clippers to control it. <laughs> Yes, I don't. Oh gosh, trusted her. That's good. She did a good job. Oh, she's quite good at it. That's the second time she's done it. Very good. <laughs> I think she took pleasure in it. Of course, yeah, see when you yeah, feel. You can see there, she looks happy. Oh, she was very pleased with it. She was loving this. <laughs> see when you felt her over here in your head. Yeah. I was to get really nervous. <laughs> It is quite nerve-wracking, isn't it? Even though you're not doing anything, that kind of like, I cannot see what's happening. Mm. Yeah. Oh. A couple of glasses of wine, I said, I'll go for it then. Yeah. <laughs> Yours are just out of control stage, wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I looked like I was sleeping under a bridge. You really did. Yeah. It wasn't great. It yeah. wasn't great, was it? <laughs> my, my hair was out here. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like Afro had taken over. Yeah. yeah, I was a 70s throwback. <laughs> <laughs> so oh sorry so that's so that's the background of that but yeah getting to a huge number of glasses that's uh, it's a nice uh, a lovely landmark mm. or a reminder of what we're doing but it's a step in the journey i think um over the years and and it'll all, i think it'll always remain that until we see the glass being adopted in general bars because i think there's for us it's a journey about education and getting people encouraged into uh, enjoying their whiskies and moving around the gantry and that, that was my dad's key driver then and that's that's how you'd like to see it 
this leg the legacy rollout and say actually we encourage lots of people to enjoy drinking their, their malt biscuit and get it served in a in the right way. Mm. Um, might not always be the Glencairn glass, but that whole education process of people having an expectation in their mind of how they'll get a glass served rather than that anticipation they're going to get a tumbler or a shot glass or a wine glass or a, something that's to hand yeah. in a bar, in a bar environment. That's that's always been the tricky one. And even in my local bars, I'll still get it in a tumbler. Unless I say, oh, come on, guys. You do. That's why they <laughs> you know, do you not just take one out from your bag and be like, I'll just bring my own, it's fine. Let's go back home and I'll bring one back. But then you end up doing that, you bring them glasses. Yeah. But, it's, but once again, it's about education. And, and I think uh, even knowing that you've got to do it in your local area, knowing that it's got, there's still a massive sort of programme to happen. And, a mass, and that shows you the, 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 the opportunity as well to educate for the whiskey industry and ourselves and everybody involved in it. Um, I think there's there's still a huge way to go, so I don't know I don't know how it'll roll out. Yeah. But uh, the Glencairn Glass has been a good stepping stone, I think, to in that education program. Mm-hmm. I especially like your new red ones, by the way. <laughs> as a as a devout Liverpool fan, uh, I I I just love having that. And in the house, it's pretty much the only one I use yeah. now, isn't it? <laughs> really? Well, uh, no. Well, the thing is, we I think we actually supply all the merchandise to to Liverpool. Really? Yeah, oh. do all the corporate, uh, all the all the merchandise for Liverpool Football Club. Oh, very cool. Well, yeah, it's been quite good. Once again, it's the corporate side of the business that yeah, yeah, yeah. we get involved in. So it's very, you know, there's so many Liverpool fans all over the world, up here, all my, my best mates and whatnot. Not over here, there isn't. Not here. <laughs> Man City on that side. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep elbowing, that's it. Just keep <laughs> <laughs> so sharing, sharing success and yes. failures for the last couple of seasons. That's yeah. okay. That's nice. Sharing it, that's it. It's all going well. It's not, you, you can't complain either, really. No, it's good. I you're doing okay as well. <laughs> you're all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're doing all right. It's been a lot worse. It's been a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> You, you could always tell, you could tell quickly if there was tension in the, the environment, if one was doing too, too well. <laughs> You're not getting a kick yet. No, no, thankfully not. No. <laughs> Just one last thing, really. On, uh, on the kind of Glencairn glass and as a business, what's, what's next for you guys? I mean, you spoke about the education, but like, what makes that Glencairn glass so special? Because it's connected with everyone in whiskey really i mean i don't know definitely a scotch uh, whiskey brand i don't know any who don't use it as their kind of flagship glass irish whiskey is a little bit different because they have different shapes and uh different kind of historic references and stuff but yeah well but even that lots of that most of the irish are still using the glencairn glass i think that it's a lovely thing about it but i mean we got see the early days we, we get great whiskey all the distilleries picked up on it really well and were really supportive of the concept Mm. in Scotland but trying to get it into the marketing world and all the rest of it is much harder um, you know as soon as you go to into London all the big companies it's very hard to move around and educate people to, and because the brand ambassadors didn't know as much about it certainly 20 years ago whereas there was a massive craft explosion in the States mm, yeah 
and the support in the US was just off the chart. It still is to this day about, uh, about using the glycine glass to try and educate and give comparative tastings between scotch and, and bourbons. Mm. It was a great job. And the, and the, the US market was incredibly supportive. But at the same time, we were supplying. Cavlan were straight onto us. Mm. Um, Amrut at the very early, the earliest days. So we, could, I mean, it was across the board. And I, and I always put it down. That it, my dad always used it. It's just, it's a, it was, it did what it said in the tin. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't a difficult engagement product for people to get their head around. For novices, they got the experience straight away it wasn't it wasn't overly hard for a brand ambassador or a bartender or the master blender to explain what they had put into that whiskey when yeah. somebody held it up to their nose and the glass encouraged people to nose as they drunk and that was you know there's a lot of talk about lots of different glasses for all lots of functions um, and i appreciate all of those things and you know it has started an interest in glassware that didn't really exist 20 years ago. Mm. My dad was on, when we were looking at it, because we were always flummoxed why people were just using anything they could get their hands on mm. to promote whiskey. It was, a, it was a promotional tool. Um, but the very fact that um, we could encourage people to know as well they drunk was the breakthrough moment. And that was what, that's the, that's the simple key to making it successful because you can make the adoption really easy. And put the put the 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 control back in the hands of the people who are promoting the spirit that they're talking about, if they're in the bar, bartender, or whether they're at a tasting or whatever, and said, you know what, you've tried that one, try this one because this one's very similar, but it's got a sweeter notes to it, or it's got a slightly peatier note, and it became immediate to take people on a journey. That's been the that's been the the, the best thing about it. Mm -hmm. and, you, you see it when people go and do tastings or when people are at a whiskey show and they're going around trying them all. And it's the, the immediate feedback from everything they do using a glass that helps them appreciate it is all you want them to. That's, that's, that's the gold. Um, and I think that's what will keep Glen Cairn sort of relevant for the future mm -hmm. until people are off on their journey and quite happy. Because I mean, it's only one part of the story you know, if people want to drink it mixed with ice, you know, yeah. all of that journey, all of those journeys exist yeah. beside it. But it's just in that world where you that's how they want to learn or that's how they're consuming it at the time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we long for those days where we get welcomed back into a distillery with a tray full of Glencairns. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully. <laughs> I know. Uh, it'd be nice to, I think everybody's quite desperate. Although I think with lockdown easing off, I'm hoping that's going to be sooner. And it'll be an interesting first year. Yeah. Because I reckon there don't think there'll be a huge amount of uh, tourism, international tourism. Yeah. Which means that it'll be for us. Yeah. More for us to be able to do little jaunts up north and go and see people and pop in here and pop in there and have an, ex have an experience. I think that's, yeah. that'll be the, a window that you won't, I don't think people would normally get. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we've already said, you know, for the next year, it's looking like taking the kids anywhere. 
abroad is not going to happen so planning where we can go mm. that we haven't been or that we want to experience the kids whilst they're so little as well so it's mm. again this time you wouldn't usually have would you you'd be off yeah well we do uh, everything in that you can but. i know uh, i think you need to i mean we might we always used to do october week mm. we would take the kids and just go on a magical mystery tour yeah. We just we just dump in the car. We wouldn't make any plans, and we just head off down south. We go to London, go across. You know, just zigzag yeah. across. You know, I remember uh, Madison was doing uh, science studies. You know, so, like space. Yeah. So we went to Leicester Space Centre. Oh, oh nice! Fantastic. Yeah. You've never been? No. Leicester no. Space Centre, absolutely amazing. Fantastic site. Sweet history yeah. of space. <laughs> That's it. And so, aliens really, my wife's really good at finding it. Yeah. Saying, you know, going to Stonehenge, going to Warminster. Yeah. Things like that. It was just off the beaten track. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm trying to look at October half term. I'm hoping we'll get up to Scotland, though. Oh, man, I want to That's be there. That's the, the aim. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to Wedgwood and you can throw pots. <laughs> it's fun. We'll teach your kids how to do it. Things like that. Brilliant. I hey, think my uh, one-year-old might actually do more actual throwing and smashing rather than... Uh, <laughs> one-year-old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I laughed so hard then, because I was like, him round China is not going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Well, do you know what? It's, it's quite funny, because mine, we encourage them into glance at an early age, because mm. they have to get comfortable with it. That's fair. <laughs> you just throw them into it. You know? <laughs> Uh, see all of this, so you'll be doing the same. See all of these smells. These are okay smells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to do the whole. No, you're not allowed to drink whiskey for a long, long time. It's yeah. only mummy and daddy that have yeah. whiskey. Don't well, touch. There are a lot of licenses to lose. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> just you as you office to see daddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where that will go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the well, thing well. is, I think when the kids grow up around it, they don't bother. In yeah. fact, my kids, my two are just teenagers just turned and uh they are ambivalent about crystal or uh, you know i think they're ambivalent about everything i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's one of those things that they, they, they don't seem to it doesn't seem to register with their yeah. land crystal and glass they're just used to it you know they've got to clean it delicately yeah it. our oldest is four he came accidentally he got into the office and a few weeks ago and I came upstairs into this room and um, and he looked around and all he said was, Daddy, there's many cool things in here. And I'm like, oh God, out <laughs> he comes, son. <laughs> he's like, that's only because he's been listening to you. <laughs> he'll probably, the thing is, he'll probably know all the brands. Yeah. Oh, that'd be quite like cool. that, you'll yeah. be terrified. He'll probably <laughs> he'll absorb everything that you're seeing in passing, they're absorbing. Mm. You know? It's funny, yeah, when they say things back to you and you're like, wow, yeah, yeah I definitely said that. <laughs> <laughs> but Daddy, you don't like that one. Why are you talking no. about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about that guy? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's always the fun side. Of the yeah, it is getting a lot, lot of fun now, isn't it? Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, we're fun. oh, we'll be good fun. Yeah. And um, so, no, thank you so so much for your time. Uh, no, it's been quite. It's been lovely to chat and talk. And well, I hope it goes well. I wish you all the very best, and I hope everybody enjoys a, a wee dram with you. Awesome! Thank you, thank much. you so much, Sam.
thanks again to Scott. We really enjoyed hearing so much about the business. Such a great heritage brand. Mm, I mean, you think about all that they've done. Um, yeah, and obviously we are massive fans of the Glengairn glass, <laughs> Greg, particularly the red ones. Um, yeah, and we know that a lot of people really love drinking our whiskey in it as well. So it's been really great for our brand to be able to help and grow us mm. um, with their support as well. So Glencairn's the official whiskey glass of Great Drams. It is, yes, it yes. is. So if you're looking to um, get your own Glencairn crystal ware, please have a look at their website or just get in touch with us with any questions and we can happily pass them on to the team over there as well. So thanks again for joining us today and hope you enjoyed. If you've got any comments or questions, please get in touch. Take and remember to leave any kind of reviews and all that kind of stuff as well. And um, yeah, every little bit is helpful for us. Cheers, until next time. Yeah.